Lord, you're worthy of the glory. You're worthy of the praises that we breathe. And you alone deserve the honor and all the power. And that is why all your children Let's all stand in, in the Lord, wonderful to us. Won't you just stick your hand up in the air and just say, praise the Lord, will you? Oh, he's worthy. Thank the Lord for his goodness. Let's have our men come and let's just gather around the altar and take this service to the Lord and, and let's worship the Lord tonight. Worship, as we've talked about before, is when we are 
totally occupied with him. It's not thinking about anything else. It's not really seeking anything from him except just to give him honor and glory. It is letting your soul just be overwhelmed with who he is. Father, tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for letting us be here. Our hearts have already been stirred. Our hearts have already been blessed. And you are worthy. And help us tonight to see you in all of your honor and glory, your majesty. I pray tonight, Lord, that we'll worship you. I pray that you'll help us to forget all the things that, go, that are going on around us and all the many things that touch our life day by day. Let this be a service in which our minds and hearts are focused upon you. So touch now. Bless your children. Move in every heart. Minister to our needs tonight. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you for it. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Let's all get us a songbook. If you may not need one, just a little chorus, Because He Lives. If you need a book, page 238. Because he lives. Let's sing the chorus all together now. Because he lives. I You may be seated. Let's let our Awana leaders come and present our Awana awards tonight. We're the Sparks, uh, kindergarten through second grade. We don't have anything for Rick tonight, but Brother Aaron's fast on his way to passing his entrance exam, so y'all keep him in your prayers. First, we've got Tyler Bennett. He's getting his skipper patch. He said four verses, his talking rule saying, please, thank you, and, and everything, and uh, for Sunday school attendance. Next, we've got Amanda Thompson. She's getting a red and green jewel. She said five, five verses, the New Testament books, and a chart on her brain and her parents for five days. 
and I couldn't do that for five minutes growing up, so that's a big accomplishment, so. Brandon Sutton is getting his uh, red jewel. He said 13 verses and the books of the Old Testament. And Allison Holcomb is getting her red jewel. She said four verses and the books of the Old Testament as well. Let's let our ushers come forward to receive her offering and encourage you to give tonight, be faithful, and then at the end of the service, we'll be receiving a special offering, Brother Sam, so I want you to be praying about your giving throughout the service tonight and meeting the need of the serve of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now for your goodness. Continue to bless in this service, opening our hearts up to all that you have. In Jesus' name, amen.
this whole world's in such confusion hearts are failing everywhere and sometimes it seems that God just doesn't care oh but don't you fear for he holds our future let all of amazing grace tonight. Let's get out, shake hands. It's your opportunity to visit around. Just don't sit there and wait on somebody. Get out, make yourself at home. Amazing grace. How sweet this is.
How many of you know that little chorus? I just began to live. I just began to live. Well, if you don't, you fix to learn it. Y'all help me out because I'll get the words turned around, but we're going to try that. I've just begun. Let's try it. I've just began to live. I've just began to live. When God's amazing grace came in, I just began to live. All things have passed away. I see a brighter day. My name's recorded up above. I've just began. Let's sing it again. I've just began to live. I just began to live. When God's amazing grace came in, I just began to live. All things have passed away. I see a brighter day. My name's recorded up above. I've just sing it again. Sing it now. I just began to live. I just began to live. When God's amazing grace came in, I just began to live. All things have passed away. I see a brighter day. My name's Lord up above. I just began to live. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. It's been a real blessing to have Brother Sam and his family with us over the weekend and uh, Friday night and then yesterday for uh, the sessions and then the message this morning and then back tonight for a special service and which is a bestowal blessing service and I have been anticipating and looking forward to this. Did you appreciate enjoy the message this morning? I had a blessing. We appreciate it. Thank the Lord for it. Sam is a little homesick. He's about ready to move his membership back here and uh, drive down. He said if we bought him a helicopter so we could fly back and forth, he would come back. But no, it has been a real joy. I want you, Sam's going to come and, and take the service from this point on, but I want you to welcome Brother Sam Wood back and let him know how we're supposed Well, amen. It is good to be here tonight, and I'm looking forward to what God is going to do already in this service. I tell you, I've been excited already. Amen, haven't you? I've had a blessing already, and I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in the rest of the service tonight. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12, it says, To honor your father and to honor your mother. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 through 3, I'm going to read a few passages with you there tonight because as we begin this bestowal of a blessing service tonight, we're going to have some young people who will be coming up and reading a tribute, giving tribute uh, to their parents. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1 through verse 3, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. The Bible says, even as I have taught this weekend in our Leaving a Legacy conference, that there is a twofold blessing to that child who will give honor and who will obey their parents. They move under the umbrella of God's protection and his blessings if they will honor and obey their parents. They are promised here, it says in verse 3, that it be well with them, talking about quality life. And then it talks about the quantity of life when it says thou mayest live long on the earth. Now we have several, several young people tonight who are going to come in just a second here. And as they come, they're going to give a tribute to their mother and father so as your young person comes up tonight, if they come up to the stage here, they already may be a little bit nervous. They need you to stand up here with them, Mom and Dad, okay? So as they come tonight, I want you to come. You stand with them. And they want to take a few minutes tonight to give honor to you and just let you know how special you really are to them. The first one tonight we're going to have come is Joy. Joy, are you here somewhere? Joel, I'm sorry. Joel, sorry. And Joel's mom and dad. 
Are they here? Okay. Y'all come up and stand with Joel, right? I thank God for sending me great parents that have taken me to church ever since I was born. And I thank them for putting me in a wonderful Christian school since the K-5. And I love them very much. I thank my dad for leading me to the Lord. And there's nothing like your earthly father leading you to the heavenly father. My parents mean so much to me that it's hard for me to put in Amen. It takes a lot of courage to come up and do that. Amen. I want to just take a moment tonight, and maybe you're here tonight as a young person, and you didn't commit to come up here and do that, but you would like to just come and uh, just express a word of honor to your parents, and uh, just uh, God has led you to do that, spoke in your heart, and you just want to tell everybody how special your parents are. I want to give you a second to do that. If you'd like to come and do that, then feel free to make your way up tonight, or maybe you're here tonight, and I know in these services many times we've had adults that would come or and uh, they have their parents maybe in the building or maybe they don't and they want to come up and just give a special word of honor to their mother and father so i want to just open it up for a minute i want to quench what god may want to do here tonight and uh, if you're here as a young person older person you want to come up and say a word about your mom and dad give a word of tribute to them uh, then you feel free to do that right now anyone Maybe I should sit kept in my seat. <laughs> well, uh, I just want to say uh, thanks to my parents. They're up there in the balcony. At least one of them is. Uh, yeah, my dad's up there. And uh, I just want to say thank you just for being there for me all these years. I know it's been a hard time. And uh, sometimes I've been a hard-headed kid at sometimes. But it's good to know that... Uh, Sometimes at night when I'm sleeping, I can hear my mom come up the steps and uh, she'll sit right there beside the end of my bed and she'll be praying for me. She'll have her hands on me and be praying for me. Amen. And it's just a good feeling to know I just got a mom who, uh, who always wants to pray for me and she always keeps me in her prayers. And every day she goes out, she always tells me to, she always just tells me that she loves me every, every day before she leaves the house. Because she always knows that could have been the, that day could be the last day that she can see me. And um, they brought me up in church, and they chastised me a whole lot of times. And, 
<laughs> but for the most part, they always just remind me just to keep God first in my life. Sure. And uh, yeah. I just want to say I just appreciate mom and dad, and, and uh, I love y'all. Thank you. Great. I really don't have one prepared. Jerry told me, asked me if I'd do it before church, and I told him, yeah, I'd do it. But uh, I figured he'd get me. Even if I told him no, he'd still make me do it. But um, I'd just like to say uh, I thank my parents for everything they've done to me. I've always, they've always brought me to church. Ever since I can remember, they've brought me to church, and they support me in everything I do. I've played sports forever. They support me in that. Anything I want to do, they've supported me and backed me 100%. And... Uh, They've always been there for me, even when I want to do stupid things, like Terry be one of my idols, and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> really didn't have any. <laughs> really didn't have that many objections to it, but uh, they probably pray, probably prayed for me to stray my own way. But uh, I thank them for it. Thank them for everything they've done for me. Words really can't express how much I love them, how much they mean to me. But I love them, and I thank them. Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to say thank you to my mom and dad, especially during the last couple of weeks having medical problems and everything. They've uh, always been with me, and and um, I know sometimes I may be a burden, and uh, they've always supported me. Singing with Justified is probably one of the one of the best things that's ever happened to me, um, going to different churches and, and just being able to tell others about, about God and what he's done for me, and um, they've supported me more than I could imagine, and um, they're always praying for me, they're always there for me, they always bring me to church, and I just thank you for my, thank God for my mom and my dad. I want to thank God for my parents. Uh, you don't know chastisement. You don't know being a burden. <laughs> if you want some stories about being a burden and you go to them, you want some stories about chastisement, get comfortable, I can tell you a few. But uh, I, I thank God for my parents. I remember almost every morning waking up, well, struggling to get up out of bed, but waking up, mom in there on her knees praying for us calling our names out to God, and we know that Dad did it countless times. And uh, I, thank, I thank God for being up in a, being brought up in a Christian home, but I most of all thank God for parents that pray. And that is so important, even now that I'm not there, and I wish I was there, but <coughs> <laughs> even now that I'm not there, I know that they, they still pray for me. And uh, I, I can feel it, and even... Now being married, I, I can feel it. I know that if it wasn't for for those prayers of of my family and and my parents, that I'd I'd been a lot worse than I ended up, I guess. But I I thank God for mom and dad, and I love them both. I'm not a teenager by a long shot, 
And my parents don't go here. They go somewhere else. But I'd be very remiss tonight if I didn't stand up and tell you why I love my parents. My parents chose me. The Lord worked a miracle one day. For just one day, he moved my mother from the third floor of Memorial Hospital, I mean of Tri-County Hospital, to the fifth floor maternity ward where there were two children that were going to be placed up for adoption, a little boy and a little girl. And they, the Lord laid it on their heart to choose this little girl. About three years ago, I began to have some of those old age health problems. And I went to my mother and I said, Mother, I think I need to know some medical history about my real mom. And she got on the phone and she found her. And you know what? Once again, God's hand was in all of it. My real mother had passed away six months earlier, so I never got to meet her. And you know what? That was God's will, and that was my prayer. I said, the Lord, I asked the Lord, I said, if I need to meet her, if I need to speak with her, you'll work that out. And he said, no, you don't need to know this. And when I found out circumstances about my life or what my life could have been, I fell on my knees and I thanked the Lord because he gave me a wonderful mother and a wonderful father. The reason that I play in this church is because of my mother. I begged and begged, please let me stop taking piano lessons. She'd say no, because you're going to grow up one day and you're going to play in church. And I have. I've been playing in church since I was 12. Last summer, my dear mother had a stroke, very, very mild stroke. But I said, Mama, you need to retire. You've been playing way too long at Dry Valley. And within three months, Mother went right back to her piano at Dry Valley, and she's still playing today. I love my parents. God gave me my parents. I can't help but love them. They've been the most wonderful parents to me that anyone could ever have. prepared. I wish I did. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that I thank the Lord for my parents. Um, I know that they have prayed for me, and without those prayers, I know that I would not be where I am today. And I want to thank them for the encouragement that they have given me to go through school, because I'm telling you, there's days when I get up and I do not want to go, and it's hard. And without them, there's just, there's no way I can make it. And, you know, um, I just thank them, and I love them very much. Good mom and dad. Um, I put them through a lot growing up. And to this day, I have a hard time telling my parents I love them. I never did. I have tried to be real open with my family and my little girl and my little boy. Every chance I get, I tell them I love them. God was sitting there dealing with me when, when this is going on. I wish they were here. They, they love me more than anything in the world, and they would do anything. They brought me to church when I was young, and I, I rebelled against them. I mean, I wasn't a real bad kid, but I, 
that I could I could tell them I was sick, and they let me stay home. You know, they tried until I got to be a, a teenager. But I, I love my mom and dad. When she told me today, she called me. And they're older. She told me, she said, she just got she does everything for me. My brother came home from Memphis today. She's been with my brother in Memphis and his kids. Right when she got the phone, she told me, she said, I, I hope y'all doing better. I love you. He has a hard time being open with me. And I just, I just want them to know that I love them. I know God knows. I know they know I do. If your parents are still alive, guys, don't miss the opportunity because I still have a hard time. And I made myself that way. I hate to this day. Maybe we could take just a twist of uh, turn the situation here. Uh, I grew up with seven of us kids, and uh, my mom was raised in a real good Christian home. It was five boys, and she was the only daughter. And uh, she was kind of rebellious through the years. She never got saved until uh, 1983. She got went to an altar at North Lafayette Baptist Church and got saved down there. But uh, I recall my dad coming in when we were just small children. Uh, in a drunken state, beating my mother up, and uh, it was a, it was a pretty rough situation growing up through the years. And then my dad, he was shot to death whenever I was nine years old, and then my mom remarried into an uh, uh, an alcoholic, and then I was raised around a lot of alcoholism through the years, and my life turned uh, to a twisted fate of uh, rebellion through the years, for different reasons, and and I don't know all the reasons, but. You know, I love my mother today. I'm thankful that I know that she got saved before she went to heaven. She died in 1989, had a heart attack and a stroke, and uh, her life went down, uh, I mean, her health went downhill pretty fast. But, uh, you know, I can't say that for my dad today. You know, there's, uh, on his tombstone down there, there's a picture of Jesus Christ on the cross with his hands outstretched and the two words on, uh, above the uh, cross that says, have mercy. But, you know, one good thing about it is if he... If he never got saved before he departed this walk of life, there is no mercy outside of uh, uh, whenever you depart this walk of life, he'll never taste of a, a drop of mercy if he went to hell. I mean, I can't stand here and say that tonight. Then my mom remarried a man, and he really tried to be a father to me through the years, but I was rebellious and, and wouldn't listen. But, you know, I'm thankful to my heavenly father tonight. So many times he spoke to my heart through the years, and and I was just in a re rebellious state, but I'm, I'm thankful for this church family tonight to, uh, to finally, you know, get settled, get, uh, pulling my life together and getting my life settled. And I, uh, I thank, thank you for your prayers and everything. And if I can ever be of help to you, just give me a call. I would like to stand here and say with all the humbleness that I can, thank the Lord that I'm allowed to stand right here. My, uh, I don't want to go into a long, grown-out story about it, but my, my mother and my dad, uh, 
My mother gave me and my two brothers up when I wasn't able to walk. And my dad was in prison at the time. And over the years, I don't know how I found out about her. The only thing that I that I do know is I found out she's a godly woman. And she plays the piano in a church in Monroe, North Carolina. And I also found out that she hasn't missed a service in church in 20-something years. My I would run away from home sometimes, even with my dad and my stepmother. And somehow I'd end up at her house. And I guess trying to find out something that was missing in my life. And uh, And she never tried to get close to me. I don't know why. The only, the only thing that I do know is when I was in an accident, as an 11-year-old, I lost my arm in a truck wreck. My brother Kevin, he got killed in that wreck, and he was saved the Sunday before the Sunday he got killed. And my mama, she, my biological mother, she fought to get in the hospital room to see me. And my stepmother wouldn't let her see me. Over the years, I tried to stay in touch with her as much as I could. And my real my biological mother. And four months ago, I wrote her a letter. And I said some pretty cold, some pretty cold things to her. Because I don't understand. But I wrote some pretty cold things to her. And I have asked myself many times since then, was it the right thing to do? And I have not heard from her. And this is kind of strange that I'm up here talking about tonight because I had just got through asking my wife this morning. And we was talking about it. And I was kind of, you know, acting like Mr. Macho. You know, I said, ah, oh, who cares, you know. But I do care. I care her feelings, her thoughts. My dad was pretty rough on us, and, and very seldom ever hear from him. I guess I said all that to say this. I, I didn't want to go in much detail. But kids, if you got your parents here, you better love them tonight.
And if your parents are not here, there's someone that's been a mother or father to you. You better, you better love them. Mine's 400 miles from here. I don't know when the next time I'll see them. I'd love to see them. I'd love to hug their neck. As mean as my dad is. I'd love to hug Tell him I love him. He's got a cold heart. He's heard the gospel. He's heard the, he's heard a pile of preaching over his lifetime. But he lives like the devil. And I'd like to say tonight, I do appreciate this church being a family to me. And I appreciate my wife tonight. And thank the Lord that I'm able to stand here tonight. I thank God for this church and the love that is spread around this church. And I thank my mom and my dad and my precious nurse sister sitting over there that helps me get B12 shots every month. And my mom and my dad and my sister that's overseas that thank God is coming home. And I thank God that they all help me when I sneeze. And I thank God that my grandmother and my mom and dad and my sister, some, and thank God, mom and dad are always there at the hospital. And I thank God that he has made me so strong to carry this burden every day while I see. And I thank God that these people have enough courage and faith to get up here and tell this hard stuff. And they God bless you. I want to thank you all for the opportunity to speak to you tonight about a godly grandmother. I came from a broken home, but I want you to know that bless his name, he placed in my life a grandmother who had 10 children. And before she died, saw 100 living members in our family, all godly people. Bless his name, and every one of them can tell you that when her, when her husband died in his early 40s, and she continued to rear those children alone, not once, did a single child or a single grandchild wonder what Mama Ebony thought about the Lord. And I can remember her looking to go home with such excitement because she had lived for him all her life. She didn't know how not to live for him. He was all in the world that she lived for and we all loved her very much. She went home to be with him. And if I'm not mistaken, they buried a bracelet with her that she used to wear. And I, I know y'all y'all remember a church where there wasn't any air conditioning. Mom Abby took great pleasure in wearing that bracelet. It was a charm bracelet. 
And for every one of her children and every one of her grandchildren, she had a little face on every one of them. And she'd take that fan. <laughs> and I can just see her around the throne up there right now saying, Lord, see my bracelet? Because <laughs> she was so proud of us. I think she's the first person who ever really knew they were proud. And that they were proud of me. And I thank God. I thank God for a godly grandmother. I'm going to be short and to the point. I just want to say thanks to my mom for all she's done for me through all the trying times in my life, um, through helping me with my son. And I want to say I love my sister, too. Thank you. I'd like to say tonight that had one of the most precious mothers, I guess, that had walked the face of the earth. My father, I thought, was mean as a snake when I was young and growing up. You know, when I got older and had children of my own, I realized my dad loved me, and I had a great dad. Oh, I was saved. I remember hearing my mother many a night. They was 13 of us children. She said, Lord, let me live long enough to see my children say. You know what? God answered those prayers. Before I got saved, I could never go down. I love my mom with everything in my soul and body. But I couldn't go and sit and talk to her. But you know, there was prayers she had been praying. God kept using them like a knife cutting in my soul. But today I got saved. I went by my mom's and I walked up behind her. She was sitting at a table, eating lunch. Put my arms up on her shoulders. I said, Mom, I want to tell you something. I said, God save me today. <laughs> she got so excited, she passed out sort of. We had to give her smelling salts to bring her to. <laughs> but my mother-in-law, she had been praying for me also. I went by there, and they had a long walk going out to the driveway. And as I got out of the car, I seen my mother-in-law coming out of the house. She had this little apron on, come laughing it out. And I got a few steps up the walk. She met me. I said, Mom, let me tell you something. She said, you don't have to tell me nothing. I said, God doesn't show me what happened. But I had some precious people in my life, and I thank God that he gave me the privilege of having a mother and father like he did. You know, I could never thank him enough for it. My children are not here tonight, but there's never a day hardly goes by. Each one of them doesn't call me. And before they hang up, say, Dad, I love you. Folks, you don't know what that means. Have children, even though they're grown, got children of their own, will call you and say, I love you. Makes you realize how Christ must feel when we say, God, I love you. You know, it, it affects him the same way. 
And I thank God tonight, for some reason, he saw fit to reach down and save this old sinful soul of mine. If I had justice tonight, people, I'd be in hell burning. But I thank God for his mercy. I thank him for the wives he gave me. My first wife died a few years back. I had a precious wife. And God saw fit to give me another one. Sitting here tonight with me. I don't deserve it. But God saw fit to give me this. I thank God for that. My parents should be honorable. Amen. What an awesome responsibility we have as a mother and father, as a grandmother and grandfather, to live a godly life and make it easy for our parents, our children, to give honor to us. Brother's going to come now and sing a very, very special song, and you listen to the words of this song as he sings. children sit through all we've left behind. May the clues that they discover 
And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them To the road we each must find Oh, may all who come behind us Find us faithful May the fire of our devotion Light their way May the footprints that we leave Lead them to believe And the lives we live Inspire them to obey Oh, may all who come behind us Find us faithful May the power of our devotion Light their was tremendous. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Turn in your Bibles with me tonight, and I want to bring just a brief message to you tonight from Mark chapter 10 on bestowing a blessing. Mark chapter 10, and look with me if you would at verses 13 through verse 16. I think if we could have been here at this particular time, at this particular setting, you would have seen one of the perhaps most beautiful scenes you had ever seen, and that is the parents bringing their children to Jesus. Listen to the words in Mark chapter 10, verse 13 through verse 16. And they brought young children to him, or to Jesus, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not. For of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up into his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for what we've already experienced here tonight. We thank you for your presence here tonight. We thank you for the sweet Holy Spirit. And God, I pray, Lord, that you would bless this time with the preaching of your word. God, as we conclude the services in just a few moments, this special bestowing of a blessing of parents upon their children and grandparents upon children and grandchildren, God, I pray, God, this would be a very, very special time. This will be a lasting moment, a lasting memory for each mom and dad, each young person that's here tonight. So, God, we thank you and praise you even in advance for what you're going to do. We ask and pray these things in Christ's precious name. And amen. Several years ago, I'll never forget, I was getting ready to fly home on a Monday morning. I'd done a conference all weekend, and after doing a conference all weekend many times, I am kind of out of words. I can't, it's kind of nice to sit by yourself and not say anything. And as I do many times, I would get on the airplane, and as I got on that airplane that particular day, I thought to myself, God, it sure would be nice 
if nobody sat beside me. And that's kind of a selfish prayer, I guess, but I was thinking that when I got on the plane. And as I prayed that prayer, I thought, well, God probably will show me. And I went back and I sat down on that plane, sat toward the back, about two-thirds of the way back. I'll never forget. As I was sitting on the aisle seat, a young man came down the aisle of that plane. As I looked at this young man, I saw a young man who was dressed with a T-shirt on that had different images on it that I recognized as being satanic-type images. And I saw something that I hadn't seen for many, many years. In fact, since I was a little boy, I saw in his sleeve of his T-shirt that he had rolled up a pack of cigarettes. I hadn't seen that in a long time. He had long, dark black hair that went halfway down his back. Looked like it hadn't been washed for several weeks. He was unshaven. He didn't look real good. And as he began to walk down that aisle, I said, God, I guess you're going to have him set by me. <laughs> and he didn't set by me, but he did set right in front of me. And I could see the back of his head, and I could see the back of his shoulders. As I began to look at the back of this young man on that plane, God began to break my heart. Because I began to think to myself, there sat somebody's little boy. He should have been precious to somebody. But somewhere along the line, maybe with his parents, his mom and dad, he never really received the blessing. Maybe he should have. As I began to meditate and think on that thought, God brought my attention to this passage of Scripture. I opened my Bible to Mark chapter 10. I began to read these verses. And as I began to meditate on these verses, God, through his Spirit, said, Sam, you know, there's several things that Jesus did in this passage of Scripture that every mother and every father should make sure that they do to bless each one of their children. I want to share a couple of thoughts with you as we look at this Scripture tonight and we see the model that Jesus set for us, I believe, as parents of how we can bestow a blessing, a very, very special blessing upon each one of our children. I want you to notice first that Jesus took time for the children. It says, and they brought the young children to him that he should touch them. But I want you to notice the end of verse 13, something kind of strange happened when these parents brought these young children to Jesus, that he should touch them. The disciples rebuked the parents. But when Jesus saw it, it says he was much displeased. And he said unto them, or said unto the disciples, suffer the little children to come unto me. Boy, I like that. Jesus said, listen, I've always got time for the little children. And friend, I want to tell you, it's so important that we see and understand that as a mom and dad that we should take time for the precious children that God has given to us. I believe there is a lie that Satan would have us believe today, many of us, and that is that it isn't the quantity quality time. It isn't the quantity of time, but it's a quality time. You heard that before, haven't you? It isn't the quantity of time, but it's the quality time. And I've heard that many, many years, and I thought, well, is that true? You know what I found out? I found in my experience with my wife, I found out in my experience with my children that I can't pick the quality times. I can't just say, honey, let's have a quality moment. I can't just go to my children and say, son, let's have a quality time. You know what I found out? I found that it takes some quantity of time to find those quality times. I had to spend a lot of time 
to find those quality moments. It's kind of like, man, if you go to a restaurant and you order a steak, and the waitress brings your steak out, and it's just a little tiny thing about this big, and you look at the waitress and you say, ma'am, you say, where is my steak? And she says, sir, she says, it isn't the quantity, it's the quality. You're going to say, ma'am, I want some quantity with my quality. <laughs> now listen to me tonight. Children desperately need parents who will spend some quantity of time with them to find those quality moments. But time isn't really the goal anyway. Relationship is the goal. Parents who will spend time with their children to develop a relationship with them. Reminds me of the little girl. She went up to her mother and she said, Mama, she said, why is it that daddy's always bringing so much work home every day? Mother looked at the little daughter and said, well, honey, I guess he just can't get it all done at the office. The little girl looked at her mother just as serious as she could, and she said, well, Mama, can't they put Daddy in a slower group? <laughs> There's a lot of kids who are like for the mom or daddy to get put in a little bit slower group. And we live in a society in a day and a time where we're very fast-paced, and we're going here and there, and we're going everywhere, and if we're not careful we can miss one of the most important gifts that God has given to us, and that is the gift of time that we spend with a precious child. I love you, says son. I have time for you. I love you, says daughter. I have time for you. Also important that we make sure that we have time for our children. I came across a poem not long ago. and It's been one of my favorites because I guess it speaks specifically of the relationship of a father and a son, and we have, of course, four boys. Listen to the words of this poem. What shall I give one small boy? A glamorous game, a tinsel toy, a fancy knife, a puzzle pack, a train that runs on a curving track, a picture book, a real live pet. No, there's plenty of time for such things yet. Give him a day for his very own. Just one small boy and his dad alone. A walk in the woods, a romp in the park, a fishing trip from dawn to dark, giving the finest gift you can, the companionship of a grown-up man. Games are outgrown and toys will decay, but he'll never, ever forget the gift of a day. Friend, Jesus took time for these precious children, each one of us. As moms and dads, we bless our children when we make sure that we have time for them. I want you to notice, secondly, not only did Jesus take time for the children, but Jesus tenderly touched the children. It says in verse 13 that they brought the young children to him that he should touch them. And then it says in verse 16, he took them up in his arms and he put his hands upon them and he blessed them. Why did these parents bring their children to Jesus? They wanted Jesus to touch their children. They wanted Jesus to bless their precious little children. They knew that Jesus had touched the leper and the leper was cleansed. They knew that Jesus had touched blind Barnabas, his eyes and his sight was restored. They knew that if Jesus touched their children, then something special would happen to them. Friend, I want to tell you what the goal of every mother and father in here, grandmother, grandfather, ought to be that your child has a touch of Jesus upon them. Friend, as we look at this, I think it's very important for us to understand that it's very, very important for each one of us as parents to take time to tenderly touch our children. That word touch there means to handle an object so as to have a modifying influence upon it. 
Friend, one of the ways that you convey your love to your child and you show acceptance of that child to yourself and to them is through touching them. One little boy runs up to his daddy and he holds his hand up to daddy and says, Daddy, hold my hand, hold my hand. He's saying, Daddy, do you love me? Daddy, will you accept me? Will you hold my hand, Daddy? Oh, there's a lot of young people who've grown up in homes where a mother and father never took time to hold them in their arms, never took time to give them a hug, never took time to give them a kiss on the cheek, never took time to hold their hand and go for a walk. A lot of these kids today, if you read about this, if because of that, I believe it tends to make a lot of children look for that somewhere else. There's a lot of children today, I believe, who even in the homosexual movement today as a result of moms and dads, who didn't take time for their children and never took time to show acceptance to that child through holding them and through touching them. Friend, I want to let you know something. Your children never get too big. Amen? They never get too big to hug them. They never get too big to give them a kiss on the cheek. I mentioned I've got a son at 6'3", and he weighs 290 pounds, and I want to tell you, he's a big boy. He's got big hands. It's kind of like grabbing a bare hand. He likes to grab my hand and he likes to clamp down on it and show me that he's strong. But I want to tell you what, at night, I go up many times and I'll go up in his bedroom and I'll put my arms around him as far as they will go. And I give him a big hug. I say, Daniel, I want to let you know I love you. And Daniel, you're very, very special to me. And I give him a kiss on the cheek. And through touching him, tenderly touching him, I bless him. Reminds me of another little girl who late at night, there was a terrible storm outside and lightning and thunderstorm and because of the thunder and lightning, she was awakened in the bed. And she jumped up out of the bed and she was very, very scared and she ran down the hallway and she ran into her father's room and she ran over to the bed and she jumped in the bed beside her dad and she said, Dad, I'm so afraid, I'm so afraid. His dad woke up and he heard the thunder and he saw the lightning outside and he said, oh, honey, you don't have to worry. She said, Jesus is right there with you. She said, I know, Dad, but right now I need somebody who's got some skin on him. <laughs> There's a lot of kids that need somebody, a mom and dad, grandma and granddaddy who's got some skin on them, give them a hug. Oh, Jesus, bless these children by taking time for them. And Jesus blessed these children by tenderly touching them. But I want you to notice lastly that Jesus also blessed these children by using a tempered tongue with these children. It says in verse 16, he took them up in his arms and he put his hands upon them and he blessed them. When I say a tempered tongue, I mean a tongue that's under control. That word blessed there in that verse comes from the word eulogia. We get our word to eulogize from that. When we eulogize someone, we speak well of them. And most of the time, when we speak of eulogizing someone, we think of doing it at where? A funeral after they die. Friend, I want to tell you the best time to eulogize someone is when they can still hear it. Amen? Amen. Just like we saw happen here tonight. When you can speak well of someone, when they can still hear it and you can bless them, by using this tongue that God has given to you inside of your mouth. What a tremendous tool that God has given us to enhance the glory of another person to bless them with. But the Bible says this tongue 
has a power of death and the tongue has a power of life. That is, you can enhance the glory of your child with your tongue or you can degrade them with your tongue. You can tell them they're nobody and they're nothing and they'll never amount to nothing. I believe your tongue and what you say with your mouth tells your children and tells others whether your religion is supernatural or whether your religion is superficial. You see, because what comes out of your mouth tells the temperature of what's inside of your heart. I found myself many times, if I'm not careful with my four boys, I'll look for everything that they do wrong and not look for anything that they do right. So easy to do that, isn't it? So easy to look for all the mistakes they make and all the things that they do wrong, but it takes a little bit more effort sometimes to point out and say, son, boy, you did a good job with that. And point out some of the things that they did right. Friends, I think it's so important that we use his tongue to build up others. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 says that knowledge puffeth up, but love edifies. If you truly love someone, you want to edify. That word edify means to build up, to enhance, to encourage. How long has it been since you told your child that they were very, very special to you? That you loved them in an unconditional way? How long has it been since you told your child that you accept them, that you like them? Oh, friend, Jesus blessed these children with a temperate tongue, a tongue that was under the control, under the control of the Holy Spirit of God. Friend, I believe it's so important as a mom and dad that we have our lives in such a matter that we have the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit of God upon us. The Bible says, before all the teaching of husband-wife relationships, relationships of children honoring and obeying their parents in Ephesians 6, verse 1 through 3, before it tells a father not to provoke his child to wrath in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, the Bible tells us to be filled, to be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That word excess means to squander away. That is, a drunkard will squander his life away. God says, listen, when you're not filled with the Holy Spirit of God, you squander your life away. We need the anointing, the filling of the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts, in our lives, so that we might use this tongue that God has given to us to offer blessings to our children, to those around us, and not cursings. Friends, tonight... We've had a wonderful service. Heard a lot of wonderful testimonies. Heard a beautiful song. If those would come behind us would find us faithful. Tonight as we conclude this service, I want to give you a chance as a mom or dad to do what Jesus did with these precious children. I want to give you a chance to bestow a blessing upon them. To take time with each one of your children that are here tonight to tenderly touch them, to lay your hands upon them, to hug them, and to use a temperate tongue with them and offer a blessing upon them. I came across a song. And I want to read the words to you. We're going to play this song in just a few moments. As we gather around the altar in different places in the building and parents bestow a blessing upon their children and grandchildren. And I want you to listen to the words. 
I think it's a beautiful song. Every child is like a painting, divinely made. It's we who add the colors, the tone, the shade. Our words have the power to keep innocence alive. Our love will guide their footsteps, be their passion to survive. A sacred trust is given to us as parents to impart the blessing. So while hearts are tender, while dreams are still clay, give them moments to remember so they'll look to heaven and say, Father, thank you for the blessing. We can tell the ones who have it by the light in their eyes, they have a love for Jesus and a love for life. The hearts are at peace. Their soul is free to dream. When you're loved, you're the only one in the world, so it seems a sacred trust is given to us to impart the blessing. So while hearts are tender, while dreams are still clay, give them moments to remember so they'll look to heaven and say, Father, thank you for the blessing. Tonight, I want you, if you would, if you have children in this building tonight or grandchildren in this building tonight, I want you to take time tonight before we conclude this service. I want you as a mom and dad to gather your children and find a place, whether it's around the altar or somewhere here in the building, it's a big building here, somewhere in the aisle, to get your children together and take time as a mother and father with each one of your children to spend just a few moments with them to pray for them to use the tongue to bless them, to hug them. Each one of your children, if you're grandmother, grandfather, I want you to take time to bless your grown children if they're here, and each one of your grandchildren. If you have children that are small, they're in the nursery, you'd like to go get them, then you feel free to do that. If you want to bring them into the service, I'd encourage you to do that. And then before you leave tonight, there's some ink pads right here on this front table right here. And our theme verse kind of this weekend has been, and I preached on it this morning, Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 29. Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always that it might be well with them and their children forever. So I want you, before you leave tonight, I want you to come after you bless each one of your children. I want you to take an ink pad and I want you as a commitment to your child. I want you to open their Bible to that verse in Deuteronomy 5, 29 and put your fingerprint there, Dad, beside that verse. Mom, put your fingerprint there beside that verse as a commitment to your child that you're going to be the most godly mother, the most godly father you can possibly be, that you're going to walk in the fear of the Lord, that you're going to train up your child in the way they should go so that when they're old, they'll not depart from it. And then give your child a chance, an opportunity, even to put their fingerprint in your Bible on that verse to remind you, each one of your children, of the commitment that you have made. I'm going to ask my brother to start playing the song on CD up here right now, The Blessing. I just read the words to a while ago, and I'm going to ask everyone to stand right now if you would. And as this song starts, as the song starts, you can cut it down a little bit if you would there. I want to ask you parents just to step out and find you a place where you get out, gather your children together, and I want you to take time with each one of them and bless them. Take time with them, tenderly touch them, use a temperate tongue. Just do that right now. Just come and do that. Gather them together tonight. Grandparents, you get involved tonight too. If you don't have a child here tonight, 
Maybe your child's somewhere else. You may just want as a mother, father, get on your knees and pray for them.